you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Hello. Welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm DJ Impact. We got Matt Michaels and Sin City Steve here with us. And welcome to Three Counts. Got three good topics for you that I know if you're watching us live, you're going to want to put in your comments. And we're telling you, feel free to. If you're watching us YouTube live or Facebook live, Twitch, throw in the comment and we'll try to get it in as we see fit. If you download the podcast and listening, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. And um, let's get started. Let's get into three count. It's time. Biggest bad boys of podcasting present. One, two, three. Count talk. Count talk, baby. Here's our first. One. Eddie Kingston suspended by AEW after incident with Sammy Guevara. The promo that led to incident Kingston amidst faults. Now, that one comes from WrestlingHeadlines.com. We also have uh, another one that I'm going to be uh, reading from, and it's from uh, Wrestling Observer. A.W. Sammy Guevara issue statement on Eddie Kingston backstage incident. Okay, so I'm going to read a little bit of that one, too. But let me start off from WrestlingHeadlines.com. It says that he was suspended from A.W., uh, a report from the PW Insider, and Dave Meltzer notes that Kingston was suspended by AEW a few weeks back after a verbal altercation with Sammy Guevara at the AEW TV tapings at the Target Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Kingston is no longer suspended. There was a Guevara promo in the ring that got physical when Guevara returned backstage. Kingston confronted Guevara, taking issues with something he said in the promo about Kingston's appearance. The two were separated, and Kingston was suspended for several weeks and has not been at AEW events since then. Now, it was interesting when Guevara and Tay uh, Mello retained their AAA mixed tag team titles over Dante Martin and Sky Blue at the Quake by the Lake Rampage tapings on August 11 in Minneapolis. And Guevara's post-match promo with Kingston did not air. This is the promo that led to the backstage incident. AEW ended up airing the match, but not the promo, which included Guevara accepting Kingston's challenge for All Out. During that promo, Guevara called called Kingston out and said he was a fat piece of shit like the fans, end quote. Wow. According to the correspondent, AEW then aired Kingston's response from backstage on the big screen, and Kingston said he was going to do what Guevara and Melo do, take a vacation until the match, and that Ruby Soho and Ortiz would be coming for Guevara and Melo. Kingston also said he wouldn't insult Guevara, but will speak to him like a man, calling him a disgusting pig, and then saying it's now pig hunting season. Now, Kingston reportedly told Meltzer that 
he sometimes does things he shouldn't, adding that he was sorry and that he owns up for whatever he did. Kingston told PW Insider, quote, you know the truth. I wouldn't lie. I was wrong for being unprofessional. That is the blind fact. He did what he did, and the public can judge that, but I'm not, but I know for a fact that was wrong. And quote. It's believed that Kingston will be back next Wednesday, which would have been this Wednesday, which I don't remember seeing him at all on this Wednesday. So there's no official word on Guevara was suspended. He was not at the last week's TV taping in West Virginia, but there's a lot of travel issues that week. And Guevara and Mello did work last night. AEW Rampage taping going up against Ortiz and Soho. So it's believed that Kingston versus Guevara is still scheduled. Okay, so anyway, that's WrestlingHeadlines.com. Uh, now, moving quickly over into uh, Wrestling Observer, it just reads that um, that Sammy Guevara had issued a statement detailing his side of the story following the backstage incident. In the statement issued to Fightful, Guevara said that the incident with Kingston stemmed from verbiage that Guevara used in a promo to set up the match with Kingston to All Out. Guevara says that he that when involved in storylines, AEW talent communicate certain subjects they do not want to be used for promo material to build in a match. And Guevara says that he communicated things that he did not want Kingston to say about him, but that Kingston did not communicate what should be off limits. So, quote, as a professional, you communicate things you don't want to be said, like other people I've been in promos with and have worked with Matt Hardy, Jericho, and others. And I did communicate of what I didn't want to be said in this angle. And Eddie didn't. But Eddie did not do the same. Did not do the same. And Eddie did not mention to me or the coaches or TK or anyone AW what he didn't want said. Guevara's statement read. Quote, so after Tay and my match with Sky Blue and Dante and Dante and I cut cut a promo on Eddie insulting Eddie and the fans as a heel which I know the thing everyone loves to do is hate me and Tay. So I'm a perfect person to play this asshole character for Eddie to ultimately beat at all out. I see what people say online about Eddie and his appearance, which is anyone who legitimately shames Eddie for how he looks can go to hell. It's the same people who shame me for being too small. So Sammy Guevara, Guevara the character, I could be the physical person playing the person that Eddie can shut up at all out. Quote, but Eddie did not do the professional thing and communicate to me, which if he did, I never would have said, said it because the last thing I want to do is hurt someone for real. End quote. Guevara's uh, statement ain't read. Now, Guevara says that Kingston attempted to pie face him, but the two were, quote, backed up, end quote, kept apart. Quote, so after the promo, I get to the back and Eddie is flipping out, yelling, quote, you can't call me fat. End quote. Over and over, as I'm trying to walk down the stairs in Gorilla making a big scene, people get in between us. Eddie tries to pie face me. Any more, more life touches my face. It was weird. And everyone backs everyone up, the statement read. And Guevara says that his promo calling Kingston, quote, fat, end quote, ended up edited off AEW program and never aired. Quote, it was unfortunate cause this promo was on a tape show and easily could have been edited which they ended up doing anyways, end quote. And Guevara says that Kingston has been, quote, aggressive and getting out of control backstage, end quote, in AEW before. I know this isn't Eddie's first time being aggressive and getting out of control. I know he had some kind of anger with management after this whole thing the statement says. And Guevara says that the situation with Kingston was unnecessary. 
quote, this whole thing was very unnecessary, but it is what it is. Live and learn, I guess. Until the next we go, Guevara's statement read, uh, keeps the suspension following the incident with Guevara has since ended. In a statement to PW Insider, Kingston said, quote, I was wrong for being unprofessional. That is the blind fact. He did what he did, and the public can judge, but I know for a fact that I was wrong. All right. Matt Michaels, uh, a lot was going on here backstage, uh, apparently. What was your take uh, on this? I'm more interested to hear uh, Sin City's take since it was his story. All right, Sin City, what's your take? <laughs> um, so I, I find it pretty interesting that, you know, Eddie just seemed to be off TV for a couple of weeks. You know, they were building a match, and it was announced, strangely enough, like so many other all-out matches, is just kind of a, a blurb on a show. And, uh, okay, cool, so these guys have beef, and uh, now they have to uh, settle it at all-out. Okay. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, nothing. There was a very fiery and passionate promo, and then nothing. Uh, come to find out that uh, Eddie was upset, obviously, at Sammy calling him a fat piece of shit like the fans. Okay. I mean, you know, it, it really is... Ultimately, it comes down to being professional, like Sammy said in, in what he had to say. If Eddie did not want him to mention Eddie's size or you know his physique in the promo, honestly, he should have at least made mention of that. Um, and I, I find it very interesting that Eddie Kingston flipped out about that, of all things. Um, you know, being being called a fat piece of shit, which Sammy Guevara has actually called other people fat pieces of shit uh, in promos. So it's almost like a thing for him to call people fat pieces of shit. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, it's it's a little bit too much for Eddie Kingston to to take. Um, and you know, clearly he uh, he took offense to it, uh, which is understandable. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it was just very, very, uh, eye-opening to see, uh, the reaction to somebody who is a veteran in this business, um, responding in that particular way after this promo was cut and, uh, yeah, what the fuck? Like, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, it's, uh... I don't know, man. That's uh, I, I had no idea that all this had was had had even taken place. I know I hadn't seen him. Yeah. <laughs> but um, and then even to hear that they went as far as to actually edit uh, yeah. it out. I mean, that's shows that it was, um, you know. Uh, uh, well, a, I mean, at, at that point, it it you know, if Eddie took that much offense to it, to be honest, I'm glad that you know they they cut that promo out. Um, but at the end of the day, like it's words, you know, it, 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 they're words. Yeah. Words are only powerful if people give them power. Right. Well, you gotta, you know, what's interesting. I didn't even think of it until you just said that cut it out. <clears throat> you know, what's telling though is they didn't just cut that from it. 
They cut the whole promo the off. Promo. So I think that it wasn't necessarily that they did it because it was the offense or, or whatever. I think at that point, I bet you that this is where they were taking Eddie off of TV because the incident happened backstage. So if the incident wouldn't have happened backstage, then maybe they would have just cut the line and yeah. then let it go forward. But now they knew, okay, wait, we got to keep him off TV because we got to do something. And so that's a, that's a point I didn't even think about that dis- disciplinary wise, probably even got it further, you know, to, to uh, take that off. What's it cost him a big pay-per-view and a pay-per-view payday and a pay-per-view win over Sammy. I mean, it would have been a, a pretty decent sized win for him at the pay-per-view. And we're assuming that that see that's the other thing too. Now we still have, you know, Wednesday. So it could be announced. You know, the match could be announced. Um mm-hmm. so we'll see that. Uh what happens with that. Uh what's really funny is that <laughs> Eddie Kingston, the character in this wrestling program, he got all offended. But every single person in that crowd was called a fat piece of shit. <laughs> so, I mean, what, you know, are you going to get offended, you know, when guys are saying stuff? You don't have, um, you know, if, if you don't have writers, if you don't have guys who are producing that stuff and going over it with you beforehand, you know, then you're going to have this kind of miscommunication. Um, and what I find it really odd is, so Sammy and Eddie have worked together before. Yeah. How do you not know what the line is? So that's very interesting as well, uh, you know. It'd be different, I think, if it was, uh, you know, some new kid or a new guy who just came into the company. But, you know, Kingston's been there, you know, for just like a year shorter than Guevara or whatever. So, oh, it's it's strange. How, how about you, DJ? What do you think, you fat piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, listen, uh, I don't know why, if if that is definitely a concern of, of Eddie, then that's something that you you want to make known um, so that, you know, no one won't call you that or, you know, say anything about that. You have you you can't go by the assumptions. You know, you can't think that because I've never heard anybody call me that, that everyone then know not to call me that. Uh, there just got to be some things out there. Uh, that that has to just be flat out told, you know, and maybe he just really got into his feelings, uh, <laughs> you know, at that moment. You know, I, I, I look at Eddie a lot of times, too, and you just you just be like uh, the joke in our house is, you know, whose uncle is that? You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, you know, listen, I get I get it. He's not like. You know, he doesn't look like a lot of the other referees, and I don't take anything about that away from him. But yeah, you, you, you're going to see someone that that um, you know, someone that's different. You know, styles different, age different. Um, you know, so but you still have to let that be known. You know, so I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting, but you know what's really interesting about it too is what Sammy said, and that is. 
I saw what people were saying on the internet, and that's what he used, which is really fascinating too, because that means that A, Sammy was paying attention to the marks, and B, everyone is saying that this guy is out of shape. Yeah. So maybe Eddie, instead of getting pissed, maybe you can get in shape. Yeah. I mean, yeah. (laughs) I do have, I do have to give Eddie props for owning up to what he did and, you know, actually saying that uh, even to Meltzer and to, you know, other news outlets as well. You know, he could, he could have been a real dick about things and, you know, skirted the issue but yeah he was he was i at least have to give him credit for standing up yeah, and, most yeah people, i did this and i was wrong it's true because he was most, most people don't own up to anything they make excuses for everything you know so yeah. i i just got a comment from uh from christopher uh who is who is listening and made a very good point why didn't eddie then in his next promo then call out sammy uh, and ask him how Pam is doing. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Pam being his ex-fiance. Why not? If you're, you know, see, that's the other thing, too, is, oh, AEW, oh, we got no writers. Guys can say whatever they want because it gives them more character and stuff. Well, if that's going to be the case, then you got to have a fucking, you know, it, it, you have to have that line, and you have to communicate it with each other. And well, if someone does that, then why not fucking just... Well, the only thing about him. that particular line, if he would have said that, I wouldn't know who the fuck that was. You know? I mean... Well, but that it, would be the per- that would be the personal aspect, right? Because he was attacked. He felt he was attacked personally. No, I get so, that. I so get that. It would just be to piss Sammy off. That's all. Yeah. Well, that wouldn't have helped out for the show. They've been like, oh, okay. <laughs> but I get it. I get no it. No offense. No offense, Steve, but... DJ, you know it's AEW, so really doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy. All right. Well, let's go over to our second count. And this one also has uh two here. We got uh <laughs> Tony Khan dragged internally within WWE after comparing himself to Paul Heyman. And uh that one is from ringsidenews.com. And then another part of that story uh, we're going to read is from TJRWrestling.net that says Jim Cornette addresses Adam Page's recent comments. So let's jump over first to Ringside News. And it says that Tony Khan garners a lot of attention every time he does an interview. It seems that his opinion of all elite wrestling and his work for that company isn't diminishing either. A recent comment from Khan certainly turned some heads its direction. Tony Khan appeared on Busted Open Radio where he said, quote, the person I have people come up to me and say as far as being a fan who was around pro wrestling and wrestling for a long time and then jumped into the business, the person I think I compare to most often, you remind me of this person. I think we're really different and I haven't talked to him or gotten or gotten or see him in a really long time. It's Paul. Paul Heyman. Not the other Paul Levesque. The idea that Tony Khan reminds anyone of Paul Heyman is not held within WWE. That is for sure. In fact, Ringside News has a bit of insight 
on the mindset held within the company about what AEW president said. Now, one tenured, mem tenured member of the creative team relayed their thoughts on the matter. We were told, quote, I don't know Tony Khan, but a lot of people in WWE got a good laugh at him thinking that highly of himself, end quote. It was said to us that even Paul Heyman enemies in WWE, quote, don't deny his brilliance, nor the fact that he did in ECW took such balls, end quote. And Tony Khan's comments were laughed at, and they were also not taken seriously. In fact, Khan's tone-deaf remark he made after Vince McMahon retirement was given as an illusion. Uh, we were, Okay, okay, so that's that. Let's jump over now to TJRWrestling.net. And this is saying that uh, Jim Cornette responded to the recent comments made by AEW's Adam Page about not taking advice from the company's coaches. During a recent appearance at GalaxyCon, former AEW champion Adam Page was asked, uh, asked about advice he's been given by coaches in the promotion. The, the hangman admitted he wasn't really one to take advice because of his stubbornness, although he does hear people out. Quote, oh boy, I don't know. I'm stubborn. I don't, I don't take advice. It's a good question, and that's probably the honest answer. I listen to people say things, but very rarely do I listen hard. I, I was a part of the movement that created the entire company, and I'm a world champion. I don't know that I need their advice. I'll certainly listen, but there is something to be said about trial and error and doing it on your own. I'll take more pride in that, end quote. Now, speaking on his on his experience podcast, legendary wrestler manager Jim Cornette has taken issue with Adam Page comments, saying he does need advice he's being given. Quote, Page did an interview somewhere, and then it was exerted on Twitter and on the Internet, where they asked, well, with all the veterans and great stars of the past and people who have such experience in this business like Jim Ross and Arn Anderson and truly uh, uh, Tully Blanchard and Mark Henry, and this guy, that guy does page, asked him for advice. And he said, they may give me some advice every once in a while. Yeah, I guess I listen, but really, I, I don't think I need to ask for advice from these people because I'm part of a movement that started the company in this revolution. And we've done just fine. So do we really need advice? Yeah, you butterfly gene wearing dipshit. You really need the advice. <laughs> Or else you you you'll be taken. It you might actually be over now instead of a whiny little bitch. In quote, that sounds like coronet right there. <laughs> All right. Uh, what was your take on this one, then, Michael? So it's just it's a wonderful example of the difference between what you see from the WWE and what you see from AEW. Um, you you have a guy who owns a company and he has no control over it and it's evident because he's the one who is at the top saying shit like you know people just tell me i'm like paul Heyman. what who are these people and where the fuck you know are they getting this from you know uh the the idea that it, so Paul Heyman, prior to owning ECW, 
was in the wrestling business and he was on WCW TV and he was around these guys and he learned a lot. And um, then when doing ECW, <clears throat> um, anyone can tell you that um, they stuck with ECW because of Paul. But Paul was bouncing checks. So Tony Khan has no, no equality uh, to Paul Heyman. And uh, again, one of these things, I think Tony likes to make shit up and just say stuff off the top of his head um, just to fucking, you know, make it seem like he's so great, like the company mm -hmm. is so great. Right. Um, and a guy like Heyman Page, what the fuck, dude? If you're asked that, how hard is it for you to go? You know, it's really fucking great that all these guys are around and that any one of us can at any moment go and talk to them and get any kind of advice because these guys really laid the foundation and they're the ones who made this business as popular as uh, it is today. Um, no, he has to go with... <laughs> Why should I ask them advice? I started this company. Right. Like, what the fuck are you saying, man? It's stuff where at a certain point you go, shut the fuck up. Just stop saying stuff in public. That is anything that, you know, gives it a black eye. Because it's going to look like there's more dissent. Yeah. There's going to look like there's more problems. You already have stories like we just went over where you have two guys going at it because of something that was said in the ring. And now you got you have guys outside of the ring on interviews putting this stuff out there. That is just it's just irresponsible. It's it's something that you um, you just shouldn't be putting things in that light out there be proud of what your company's doing but proud of the work you're doing but you just basically shit on all those legends by saying yeah fuck them i don't really need them great that they say stuff but i'm not listening mm -hmm. like it's just so fucked up it's stupid um so it's and it's not it's not an isolated. These are not isolated incidents. You kind of go back and you look and you can find other examples of things being said that you just scratch your head and going, this is, it's not good. Sin city. Who would have thought that at a time when WWE loses their chairman, president, CEO, yada, 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 that, they would look like the more stable company as opposed to a company that still has all of their staffing and is actually expanding their staffing and their layers of management and this kind of thing. But AEW, great work. Thanks for taking the focus off of WWE and uh, putting it right squarely on yourselves. <laughs> um. It's really difficult for me to find a way to contrast an opinion with Michael's when I agree with absolutely everything that, that fucker just said. But I think that it goes back to 
having respect for what came before you and whether you are going to have a a tactful answer you know if it, it would be one thing if he actually if if page really doesn't give a drop of piss about any info that he's gotten okay that's one thing but to come right out and say it is a completely different thing find a way to diplomatically answer the question uh so that you know it doesn't just like you said desecrate the the history and and the people that built why you're even here um it's 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 really frustrating and you would really think that aew would have a pr department that would have a screen on the comments that these guys make hmm anyway um yeah so I, now as far as the uh the the jim cornet thing um Obviously, Jim Cornette is going to make some headlines anytime that he talks shit about anybody that does anything that he doesn't like or finds off-putting. That's his gimmick. Okay? He lives his gimmick. So it's it's one of those things where, uh, yes, I did laugh uh, when he called him a butterfly jean-wearing dipshit and a whiny little bitch. Um, but can we... Uh, in just across the board. Yes, Jim Cornette helped to pave the road for, you know, the for AEW. You know, he he crawled so that AEW could walk. Anybody who's in a prior generation did that. Show them respect, but at the same time be more diplomatic in your answers, please. That's the best way that I can phrase it. Yeah. It's it, it it's ridiculous and you know, I, I guess that I'm going to come off as that crotchety old bastard. You know, tradition is something that you, even if you don't agree with it, it's something that you need to acknowledge helped to enable you to do the things that you want to do. Whether you absolutely abhor it, you can't stand any of the things that they did, or the people that did those things, they did it first to enable you to do it. Have a little bit of respect. Yeah, bad timing too with everything that went down with the backstage meeting this week. Exactly. It, it's it, every everything's in in chaos right now with with AEW, yeah. and like I said, WWE realistically, given everything that's happened, should have been the promotion where this stuff happened and went out of control. But that's, again, you just and you. You hit it on the head right there, which is very interesting, and that's the difference. Tony likes to just brag and shoot yes. his mouth off, all this shit, but the difference between the two is that the WWE took away that main piece of running it, right? Your creative, your CEO, you take them away, and guess who's in place? People who handily can take this over and know what to do because the system is already in place. Yeah. There was no system in place when AEW started. Um, that and that's you know, and they're they're trying to put stuff in, but what are they really doing with that? Because I mean, there's there's you know, the, there were rumblings from the meeting backstage that some of the talent was just like, this is fucking 
a joke because there was nothing really addressed. So um, to call yourself a Paul Heyman like person, um, that's it's just the yeah. truth. Yeah, that, that's 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 the latest example of Tony getting into his stash and just. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I be, I believe that uh, that it was the American philosopher James who said cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> And apparently he uses it right before he does interviews. I don't know. I hey, I don't know about any of that. I'm not saying that Tony Khan does any of that shit. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You're just saying. I feel you. Well, there's that. Oh, they got coaches, by the way. Is that instead of writers, they have coaches? Is that how that works? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, for instance, yeah. Billy Gunn, he's under two different contracts. Yeah. One as a coach and one as a, a performer. So the idea, since they didn't have the power plant uh, or the NXT facilities, the performance center, was that some of these guys that they were hiring in who had experience would essentially be coaches, you know, and try to help develop some of the younger guys. Um, <laughs> Which is that same contract that they just signed Madison Rain to. Right. For whatever <laughs> reason. All right. So. Yeah, man. It, it, ultimately, I, I just I just wish AEW would do oh, better. I mean, oh. I know that they've only been around for three years, but like, come on, growing pains can only be an excuse for so long. Yeah, yeah. Just do I better. Feel I feel you. All right. Uh, so look, um, well. That ain't it. I must didn't save that one. All right. So <laughs> count count three. three. Uh, let me go back over here, being that I don't have uh, that. Was titled WWE star Bianca Belair signs with WME exclusive. So the only thing I'm going to read on that one is just saying that uh, that she signed with WME for representation in all areas. And this is from Variety.com. Uh, Variety has learned exclusive, exclusively, and with the signing, the powerhouse Hollywood agency will work to build her business across podcasting, acting, marketing, and more. The rest of the article really just goes down talking about everything she's done uh, for her, you know, within WWE, and so uh, you know, and that's pretty much it. Now, this was article was sent in from our very own Simon Street who isn't uh, here to really talk about uh, what point he really wanted to uh, talk about that. But um, but should anybody be uh, surprised, though, that Bianca Belair is, uh, you know, have signed where, you know, someone's ready to take her career to the next level? And, I mean, podcasting, acting, marketing, and more. I mean, when you, when you, you know, when you're part of the, the machine of WWE, you know, there's, there's a good chance that, uh, you know, you're going to branch off into other realms of entertainment. So it seems like that might be where she's going. Um, what's your guys take on that? Any, any, you know, any surprises on that? Um, should she 
should she be should someone should some company be looking to to be doing this right now for her or should she be still just working on maintaining building her her career i mean what's you guys take there's there's no uh <clears throat> there's no uh i guess reason not to if if they're willing to sign you Mm-hmm. It's a big um, WME is a big agency, so um, uh, including guys like The Rock, um, so they're they're not mm-hmm. stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, they know what they see in talent. They represent everything across the boards, meaning commercials, voiceovers, um, you know, anything you can think of. Uh, the internet, they've got a division for internet, um, so. Really, and it's a very interesting thing, too. If you look, one of the things that makes the two companies different between AEW and WWE is something that the WWE has really exploded upon in the last three or four years, and that is they're able to get their wrestlers into advertisers' commercials on their own programming. Mm-hmm. And that's something that kind of got sidelined for a number of years, you know, during that like 2010 era where you didn't see wrestlers really in commercials. And AEW has a problem with that. They don't really have any faces out there in mainstream media. So um, it's it's very interesting because Bianca Belair will now get opportunities not only for movie and television, but a lot more probably advertising opportunities outside of what the WWE and mm-hmm. their companies they're working with to have their guys, you know, in on the sponsor commercials uh, like Cricket Wireless. Um, mm-hmm. You know, these these guys will get her opportunities, and um, there's no reason she shouldn't have it. And it's going to open the door probably to more talent having outside representation if you know if they don't uh especially the younger talent because these guys are marketable in that age range yeah city city is is this the ultimate goal is to maybe hopefully at some point getting picked up by an agency of sort and and ready to take you to that next level well i don't know if it's the ultimate goal but i think that it's definitely an ultimate stepping stone um, I think that one thing that we're going to see is for the longest time, WWE, um, they wanted to sort of downplay individual talents. And, and what I mean by that is um, they didn't want anybody to be bigger than the brand. They wanted everybody on their roster to be a WWE talent first. And then, you know, that would be the main place where they could see, you know, X, Y, Z. But uh, looking at the WME website, uh, there are some pretty interesting partnerships that they have. Um, so things like the UFC, they're partnered with WME. Um, mm-hmm. Also, um, a couple of them that are really kind of interesting, but make perfect sense. Um, so there's a, uh, a couple of the agencies, Harry Walker Agency, which is the world's leading speakers agency, helping meeting planners find the right speakers for unique events. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you could definitely start to see more crossover appeal uh, from WWE talents. Uh, and again, it's sort of echoing what Matt had just mentioned. Um, but you know, 
being able to dispatch WWE um, branded talent onto each of these uh, avenues. So, you know, finding speakers for certain events or marketing them to, you know, particular areas. Uh, Miss Universe is another partner. Uh, hell, even the uh, Professional Bull Riders Association is is partnered with WME. So it's it's seems to me that this is a, a very smart move. Um, and I don't understand why more people aren't doing this. A thing to keep in mind, Bianca Belair is extremely young. She's yeah. extremely young. She yep. is putting she is putting the right building blocks together to truly be able to use WWE as a springboard to other things. And I'm not just saying acting or anything of that nature. Um, I mean, she could, there are so many different avenues that she could go into and she has literally her entire life ahead of her. Yeah. She's already a world recognized figure face and name. So she is, she's setting herself up for success without question. And everybody should look at this as something that they should do to protect and to grow their brand. Absolutely. All right. That will be our three count for this show. Thank you for hanging out with us. We always appreciate it. When we're live, feel free to throw in your comments. We we see that there are people watching and listening to us, but not everybody want to throw in a comment, and I get that. But if you ever just want to, feel free. We will uh, we'll mention it. You know, I'm sure you got a point or a thought in that. Uh, if you're just uh, downloading the podcast, thank you for doing that as well. We appreciate it. A lot of people doing that as well. We thank you. So with that, I'm going to give our final thoughts over to Sin City Steve. I will tell you this. I um, Next week, big weekend. Um, definitely keep it locked on our uh, podcast. We'll have some things going on. Uh, despite the fact that we most likely will not have a wrestling talk or a three count, but there should be some other things in place. Uh, with so much wrestling going on, you're definitely going to want to jump on and hear uh, what it is that we're going to be talking about uh, in this upcoming week. All right. So just wanted to leave you with that. Sin City Steve, what you want to tell the good people? All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, doing all the stuff that you guys do every single week. We appreciate each and every single one of you. Thank you. Very special shout out to all the brave men and women serving this country, whether you're on lands foreign or domestic. Thank you for doing what you do so that we can do what we love to do. And last but certainly not least, repsports.com, R-E-P-P-Sports.com. Go there for all your pre-workout, weight loss, and general energy needs. Again, that's repsports.com. Use promo code Vegas at checkout and save yourself 15%. Thank you very much. Matt Michaels. Steve, Bianca Belair is actually 33 years old. Really? Yeah. Shocking. I know. You would never guess it. She was in her 20s. (laughs) Right? I I think we all did. So surprising. Um, But that exactly because she got the maturity. So great. She'll have opportunities and she'll have a level head about things. Um, All right. So my final word, this is just this is just too good to uh, to pass up here. Um, uh, Vince Russo, Vince, 
just came out and said this on his YouTube, uh, I guess the other day. Quote, I've been keeping a little secret for the last two plus years that I want to talk about on this show. I want to come clean. People tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. When I start talking about the network, people actually think they know more about the network and where the network stands pertaining to Raw and its audience and its numbers than I do. Well, bro, I'm going to break the news to you on this show. I've not said this publicly before from March pre-Mania, bro. It was right before Mania in 2020, up until this past Mania in 2022. So basically, bro, for two years, I was consulting the USA Network, bro. For two years, bro, the USA Network paid me very, very, very well. Now, if you want to know how this came about, let's take a couple of steps back, and I will explain this to you. I got in contact with the vice president at the USA Network who was overseeing Raw. He knew who I was and called me back immediately. And we had a long, long, long discussion. And as the vice president who oversaw Raw, so the first thing he did was he went directly to Vince McMahon. So for two years, two years, I was consulting weekly with the USA Network. For two years, I heard uh, the number and the rating and the viewership and the return on the investment. Don't tell me I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. When it comes to numbers, when it comes to networks, I don't care if it's 1999 or 2020. I know where they stand. I know what they're looking for. I know what's acceptable and unacceptable because I had communication with them for two straight years. So don't tell me I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, bro. When I was working directly with the network that Raw is on, except Vince, during those two years, their ratings sucked. So if you were working for the network, you didn't do anything, bro. <laughs> This is the, I mean, really, really, <laughs> will anyone at USA verify this? That's what I'm waiting for. I, I, I would have never thought that Vince Russo would take credit for one of the worst downtrends in WWE <laughs> history. Right, right. And, and the whole thing is, is that the idea was he picked up the phone. He called the vice president. <laughs> <laughs> USA Network, because you know anyone. It's in, it's in his phone. Yeah, and he knew who he was, so he called him back immediately, right? <laughs> immediately. And on top of that, this apparently went down in 2020 in March 2020. Of course, it did. What? <laughs> you mean USA was like, oh God, there's a pandemic on. How will we do things? Hmm. Better call Vince Russo. <laughs> I, well, you know what? Vince Russo and Tony Khan should get together. I want to see that fucking television show. Oh, God. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> Please, no. It would, it would literally be like this. This is a fucking meeting between those two. Bro. Bro. Uh, bro. Oh. <laughs> oh my god let me end this show oh please <laughs> all right y'all take care have a, uh, a safe holiday happy wrestling to y'all take care peace
biggest bad boys of podcasting. <laughs>